the window had been busted out and our gear, part of our gear had been stolen. Uh, there's nowhere to play up here at all. I'm sitting there kind of by myself, like waiting for my manners. And, and the mirrors, like they, the mirrors kind of like spin open like 90 degrees, like they kind of rotate open. And all these women in sexy lingerie can come walking out from behind the mirrors. I'm just well, going to throw this out there that it almost sounded like you were kind of the dark side sometimes of the scene. Just when I parted ways with monuments and say so it was a really, really desperate time of my life. At the end of it, our bass player told us, like, he just looked at us and was like, yeah, this is my last show. So, like, basically back to the beast era. Dealing with this alcohol intake and we're at a Christian festival and we're supposed to be a Christian band. I was like, man, this, this sucks. This is not a good look. Welcome back to Dark Side of the Scene. I'm your host, Brandon, alongside Ed. Yo. I was running run late playing video games because that's what some of us kids do. We play video games to take our stress out on things because, like, <laughs> we have, like, a show later this month, right? Well, we got two of them. One of them has been confirmed for a while. One of them was confirmed last month. And the thing is, like, I haven't seen a flyer or any information on it. Apparently it's up north. I won't say where. Because if things like pan out, I ain't gonna talk shit. But my issue is that I don't have much information other than that. And then I heard another person's taking over the show or any other shows that the first person did. And I go to message that guy. Well, I messaged him first. And I figured, well, I better become his friend because if he can't see the message, that's how Facebook is. It'll be in like a different folder. So I'm, I became his friend. And then I messaged him again and he hadn't seen it, but yet he's been posting shit. Like, what he's kind just of, not reading it. Yeah. What kind of fucking promoter is that? Like, I don't feel like I get enough. I guess that's not my job. But I don't feel like I'm too busy to check all my fucking messages. It is not that hard. I oh. mean, there's so many notifications that your phone will tell you. I'm going to say, it'll pop up on your phone. You can look at it and you read it from your phone without actually showing that you read it. If it's on the lock screen or whatever, and you just swipe it and then it goes away. I think a lot of people do that. They're like, oh, I ain't replying back to this. I just ignore it. I Well, I mean... Not after, well, not after, I, fr I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to talk shit because maybe it'll work itself out. But again, I like to be prepared a month ahead of time to promote because they were saying something about we need to bring people. And it's like, we're not from that area. So we could promote the best we can, which we do, but we need information, a flyer even like, yeah, you oh, don't come know, here. You don't even know if you're on the damn show. Come to this show. What show? This one. We're at. We don't know. Yeah, so I'm a little bit frustrated by that kind of shit, and rarely does that happen that I can't communicate with somebody because I think a lot of people are good at this, but uh, it's just once you know. And I I have five other guys, four, excuse me, four other guys asking me what's going on with that show, you know, on the behalf of my band. I'm because I booked it, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to. Uh... 
do anything when you don't know all the information. No. So that is annoying as shit. <laughs> it really is. Like, okay. You know, I, other, uh, I wouldn't say typical, but it's kind of common sometimes that you deal with promoters that suck. Something. I mean, it's not like they're doing several places. It's just the one place. I have a lot of shit that I do, and I still manage to respond to people. So I don't... Right. Unless it's something that I really... Nah, I'll take that back. There's certain people that message me that I don't want anything to do with, and I just don't read their messages, or I'll read it, and then just don't respond because... I don't really know these people and the stuff they're telling me is very irrelevant. And I don't know why they keep messaging me. Well, that's kind of a little different than yeah. I'm dealing with. Cause, but when it relates to like band stuff or this podcast or anything like that, I always respond to people as quick as I can. Right. It isn't hard. And that's basically if you had it, as they say, you had one job. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully it works itself out and I don't end up fucking bitching later. <laughs> everyone out there listening tune in in the next couple weeks and find out if that show went to shit or not <laughs> right we'll give you an update yep and on that note if you would like to be on dark side of the scene talk shit to Ed and I you can send an email to Brandon at darksideofthescene.com and get scheduled on a future episode I promise we'll try and make it entertaining for you mm-hmm most likely we'll just sound like dumbasses and let you speak because that's typically how the show goes. But <laughs> I've been listening to some of our episodes after they've released. I'm like, damn it, we sound dumb sometimes. <laughs> I sound stupid. I, I admit that. I don't fucking, I won't admit, excuse me, I won't not deny it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we're the lovable idiots. I don't know. Or not. Maybe. People are just going to be like, are they ever going to shut up? Right. Yeah, well, until we're canceled, I guess not. Uh, Hey, I'm waiting for my blue pills. I'm not getting canceled until I get them blue pills. Yeah. Anyone out there listening, and if you work for a boner pill company, we're looking for that sponsorship to help combat ID. Not this ID, but the ED kind. See, it sells itself. Yep. But yeah, we got a guest waiting for us to bring him in, so hang tight and we'll be back in a second. Chicago. Like to take the time to welcome our guest tonight. John, thanks for coming out and talking to Ed tonight. Yeah, not a problem, guys. Thanks for having me. I like your last name. I mean, you're not related to one of the serial killers, are you? <laughs> uh he's he, he's uh he's a distant uncle. <laughs> <laughs> We were having Sweet. that conversation before you got on. I was like, I wonder if it's the same guy and he's calling us from his cell. <laughs> I like, a, I like this really will turn to a dark side of the scene. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Unky Richie. Yeah. That was his fr- name, Richard. Sorry. Yeah. Richard. Yeah, okay, that was his first name. We were trying yeah. to Where are you from, not Richard? <laughs> <laughs> I am from uh, Los Angeles, California. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's hard. Hardcore. Yeah, it it can be at times. Yeah. Oh, nice. How's your up? Well, how's your scene there? Like, what kind of music do you play? 
Uh, I play heavy metal. Um, yes. I, uh, I've been in a few local bands. I'm in a, a project currently myself right now. Uh, I haven't performed live in a few years, but in the times I was active, uh, it was an interesting scene. Uh, you, you know, you have your groups of really cool people, groups of, uh, not really cool people, you know, almost, almost like high school, you know, have all the different groups and cliques and whatnot. Hmm. Okay. So like, and you said you're just currently like in your own project right now. Yes. Uh, I'm, I have a solo project called Parasite and, uh, I perform all the music. Uh, I record all the music, write the lyrics and, uh, my good friend, uh, Philip Vargas, who, uh, has his own project called Wisdom and Fools. Uh, he's the one who records me, and he's um, he uh, does the vocal duties for now until I can find someone else or someone more permanent or whatnot. Yeah, mm. cool. So, uh, damn it, I had a question. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, so, uh, so your your past bands, how, how did how do they go? Like basically, you know, basically the whole. So, I can't even talk. The whole, the whole theme of this show is like any like bad experiences with your old bands or things that obviously you're doing your own solo thing and gonna eventually look for members. Like, did it not go well with the other bands or just curious? No, yeah, definitely. Um, there was uh, you know, things that came up, uh, differences, uh, not to get too specific i mean i sure. i, I can't, but you know in respect to parties involved um there were some uh differences that came up with some of the other bands uh it seems to be like like every relationship communication communication is very key when you're working with other people um one mindset i have <clears throat> one, one part of my mindset i have is I always treat a band like a business, you know, you're going into it with business partners. Um, you know, it's, you're there to do the job and that's to create music, to mesh together, to create stuff together, get on stage and perform it. You know, um, some people mix business with pleasure a little too much. Mm. You know, some people don't get the difference of separating it. You know, um, I, I, I take music seriously. I, I'm a fun guy. I like to have fun, but I take my art and my music very serious. Right. That's and weird. yeah. And just uh, some people don't get that or some people say, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. De yeah. You know, for sure. I get it. That's cool. And huh. and then it just trails off and they do their own thing and it's like, oh, I thought we were in agreement on this, you know? No, I was going to say that's weird because I was telling somebody about how, like, <laughs> a band is kind of a business in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, there is a business side, right? You know, you need to get funding and merch and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's also, what's the point of doing all that if they don't take the music, musical side serious? Like, okay, we got some songs here. And we're going to play those. And then eventually later on, you're going to have to write more songs because you don't want to keep playing the same shit. So mm -hmm. it's sometimes some people don't understand that 
thing to move forward. I don't understand. Like, I don't want to play the same songs all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's another thing some people don't get either. Like <laughs> that kind of aspect of the business side to be in a band. But huh. yeah, um, you know, the, the first band I was in, um, we were, we were, uh, they were an existing band. Uh, my brother, my older brother was the drummer and he had a very good uh, high school friend who was the guitar player and singer. They established something for a few years. They needed a bass player. And uh, I started out playing guitar and um, I stepped up and, you know, I was still in high school at the time. And they're like, yeah, you know, they were like seven, eight years older than me. And they're like, yeah, man, we need someone to play. You've always been there at all our practices, you know, our songs, let's see what you can do. And, you know, I was the bass player. Um, and, uh, you know, we had a lot of fun there. There was a lot of really great memories I have with them. We were together for 10 years. Uh, a lot of great memories. Um, again, sometimes it comes down to communication mm. with certain things outside of the band that get carried over. And that wasn't specifically for us. Um, that could happen to anybody and everybody, you know, you and some buddies are hanging out at a bar. There's a miscommunication the next day at band practice, that miscommunication comes up and now we can't get through a practice. We got a big show coming up. Now we can't get through a practice because you're still mad at me about something I said when I was drunk, you know, stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Not specifically, but you know, um, that's why I say communication is key. You know, uh, you sometimes got to lay down those barriers like a, like any type of relationship, you know, just say, Hey, you know, we step in the practice space. We're here. We're dealing with the music. Um, let's keep the drinks. Let's keep this or that, you know, till after practice, you know, um, yeah, just sometimes people go with it. Sometimes things <laughs> get mixed up still, you know, <laughs> I don't reminds me of a band member we used to have. They get like they start drinking at practice, like a six pack. I I never understood that just because like uh and then we watch slowly dwindle into like buzz to drunk. I'm like, uh you know, like that just remind me of that. Yeah, and and you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that happening once in a while. If it's a every day right. thing there's going to be a problem and work is never going to get done. <laughs> Hell work doesn't get done with sober people when they're their mind ain't in the right place, but Hey, I'm not saying shit right now. <laughs> so yeah. I'm trying to paint the picture and you've been in LA your whole life, correct? Yes. Okay. So I'm paying, trying to paint the picture of like, okay, when a band starts out, like, like yours, mm-hmm. where do they go play first? Like if you're going to go play out where, where is it like, the place to go uh, i'm trying to paint a picture of la here yeah uh places to go um the whiskey the roxy correct uh, viper room um let's see well i mean i mean like if, if your band started where can you uh-huh. get booked like for a small band like yourself like where would you normally go like hey we can um, play over there yeah kind of kind of the ones i i named those are the ones that like people are hit um you know uh roxy the whiskey a go-go viper room um 
I know there's a lot of, in some areas of LA, there's a lot of backyard gigs. There's a lot of house gigs mm. that people get going and they can be crazy, you know? Um, <clears throat> and sometimes when you get those club gigs, sometimes those underground people are like, oh man, now you guys are selling out. Why do you want to play at a club? Now we got to pay to see you. It's like, yeah, I mean, we're in it for the art. We want to make the art, but at the same time, we do have to make a living too, you know? They call that selling out. That's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. When, you know, when, when you do a demo, you charge for the demo or you, you know, instead of handing it out at the backyard party, you know, people are like, Oh, you're selling it now. Never mind. No, thanks. Way to, way to support your scene. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's odd there. You get a lot of people who say, yeah, man, the scene has to stick together. We're all in this together. And then, you know, when it comes down to it, it's like, oh, do you want to buy a shirt? You want to buy the CD? You know, oh, um, oh, next time, next time, man, I'll, I'll get you next time. And you know, this and that. It's like, oh, I, okay, it's just a five dollar CD. It's a ten dollar shirt. You know, hmm. but you're gonna spend thirty dollars on beer. So, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's just a that's typical usually behavior right there. Yeah. <clears throat> do um, did you ever do any like uh? small touring or anything like that like leave, leave um leave unfortunately town. unfortunately no but when i was in active bands um we we hit uh some notable places you know uh the roxy the whiskey uh mm. i even played down in a chain reaction in uh anaheim mm. which was uh pretty cool it's like a battle of the bands thing and uh, that was that was pretty fun. I know there's a lot of a lot of bands that tour through there, so that's that's a pretty cool spot. Nice. Doesn't like somebody famous own Chain Reaction? Ooh, good question. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not too sure. Okay. I was thinking. I don't know why I thought of like Phil Dammel all of a sudden from Machine Head, but I don't know where he lives exactly in California. If he does. Well, I know uh, his, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's married to the keyboard player from Bleeding Through, and they're a total Orange County band. From Maybe, that's, maybe that's where he lives. Okay. <clears throat> maybe they own a bar there. I'm pretty sure he owns a bar somewhere out that way, but I don't know why I thought of that. Oh, that's cool. Huh. I didn't, I didn't know he was married to a keyboard player. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... And then, so what's the, uh, so basically, I guess other things, any other crazy stories you have about like when you were, you know, playing out and, you know, random stuff? Yeah. Um, when I, after that first band, um, you know, didn't work out, the three of us went our separate ways. Um, I started hitting up, uh, you know, I was like, man, you know, I want to get my own project going you know, I have enough knowledge about this and that, you know, let me, let me see who I can find out there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, checked out Facebook groups, you know, things like that. Um, I eventually got on Craigslist with the, the classified ads. The, no, sorry. Every time people bring that up, I laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> Some crazy people on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so I hit that up and, um, you know, it'd be the thing where I get in touch with someone. Hey, you know, check out, uh, you know, these are the bands I'm I'm into. Check it out. What do you think? Oh, yeah, man. You know, uh, let's meet up. And then we never meet up. 
we exchange information and numbers and then maybe out of like 10 people that I hit up, maybe two seem serious and they ended up falling through. Um, one interesting story I do have one of the very first people I met, I met up with a guy and, um, I don't remember his name. This is back in like 2014. Mm. And, uh, so I meet up with them. We, you know, we were vibing, you know, he was into bands I was into, you know, we, we had a lot in common, very cool guy, nothing bad about him. And he said, yeah, you know, me and my band, we're looking for, a, a another guitar player. Awesome. You know, what's the style you guys do this and that, you know, well, you got to talk to my guitar player, you know, I'll have you meet up with him. You guys can, you know, vibe and, and figure things out and, you know, see where we go from there. Awesome. Cool. And I was excited. I'm like, man, like, okay, this is cool. You know? And, um, I, it was kind of a distance from me. It was about like an hour drive up North of California or I'm sorry, up North of uh, LA, you know, a little bit out in the San Fernando Valley. And, uh, so I go and I meet up with the guy, I go to his house and everything. And at the time I didn't have a, a full guitar rig. I had a you know little practice amp. I had my guitar and like my pedal board and whatnot. I walk in there, he's setting up all his stuff and uh, I'm like, Hey man, uh, where's your amp? You know, I was interested in his gear and whatnot. And keep in mind, this is 2014. So not all the, um, the home studio stuff was like as big as it is now where everybody can just buy a program and record and be a recording artist, you know, in their right. bedroom. And uh, he's like, Oh, you know, that's my rig right there. And he points at his uh, computer console. And I'm like, what? okay <laughs> you know and he's playing through it and he's fixing settings and whatnot i'm like wow that's interesting my mind was blown this is you know almost 10 years ago you know i didn't see anything like that and i was like wow okay cool and i'm in the middle of like tuning up or like or jamming on something with him like just a simple jam he legit walks over to me from across the room unplugs my stuff and says oh i hate pedals sorry hang on and then he huh. Un he unhooks my rig, my little practice amp and my pedal board and hooks it into the computer with him. And I'm like, okay, well, I have my settings. I have my tone and everything. He's like, yeah, I, I don't like pedal board. Sorry, man. You can play through my computer instead. I just don't like your guitar tone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was kind of rude. Yeah. Kind of weird. Um, I don't know. I was kind of, I was very turned off by that sure. experience. You know, did um, he have a shirt off the whole time? I just picture this guy with like curly hair with the shirt off, you know, and the <laughs> unplugs are shit. You know, funny thing is, uh, he did have curly hair, but he kept a shirt. Uh, the whole time, so. okay. I was just like thinking of John Holmes. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, so it was just a very turned off experience. You wow. know, I. He invited me into his home, his practice space, and I was respectful. And, you know, I, you know, followed the rules and hooked up and we, we played and everything. And five minutes into the jam, you know, he unhooks my stuff without warning, just says, I don't like pedals, hook into my rig. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was easily one of the weirdest experiences I've had meeting someone on Craigslist. That so was... you didn't, uh, so you didn't like jam with him again. That was it, huh? Yeah, that was it. I got in my car and I said to myself, I'm like, that was a very unwelcoming experience. I did not care for that. I'm actually shocked that like he wanted to 
I mean, your rig was normal, but he was just doing it through the computer. It's like, is that all you do? I don't know. I just yeah, and seeing that for the first time, like I said, I know that's the norm. You know, everyone's using that method now. I'm still kind of an old school guy. I love right. the amp and everything, the cabs and whatnot. And to see that, I was just like, that's weird. Okay, you can play through a computer now. Awesome. And so for him to approach me that way and be like, oh, I don't like pedals. Plug into my stuff. Play it that way. You know, it's like, wow, I wonder what it's like to write music or be in an actual band with this guy. Uh, we don't know if you're out there curly hair guy sorry <laughs> yeah wow any uh other weird things that happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> um that was probably one of the weirdest ones it was just yeah. unwelcoming you know it's uncomfortable yeah you know i uh i i texted his singer the next day and i was just like you know what, man the band ain't for me you know good luck to you guys thanks and i kept it very cordial as cordial yeah. as i could um you know other experiences i had were just like the people i was in a band with um i will say when it comes to the separation of the business and the, the pleasure part of it mm. all the people i was in bands with very extremely talented musicians incredible players i i loved playing with them we all clicked and everything personally speaking they need to work on their communication skills again sure. it comes back to that that seems to be a, a theme in yeah. the scene you know um you know it's just like hey uh let's practice this day okay you know let me uh take some time off of work or let me, uh, let me just call out that day. You know, it's uh, it's, I'm working a half day anyway, you know, let me just call out why go in, you know, things like that. And then the day of it's like, Hey man, I can't make it. Huh. Awesome. I called out and now, you know, <laughs> what the hell do I do? You know, I've, I feel like that's happened to us. We're like all day wait. Cause we're going to meet up and then all of a sudden somebody like last misses. Oh, I can't make it. Oh, you had fucking hours or days ahead to say that. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. we're we've, we're kind of in the position where we're like, okay, we're not gonna get too upset, but we got a we recently got a new guy where he gets fucking extremely upset when like somebody doesn't show up, which <laughs> is like, man, I'm like, I I wonder if like, okay, have I been too lenient to let this slide or? Is he just being a dick? I don't know. It's like, but I'm like, well, if we need to take this serious, like our communication should be a lot better. So in a way, yeah. like we kind of slacked off. So it's kind of like one of those things where you don't want to be too strict because it's like, well, it's not like we're really getting paid for this, but mm -hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a tough one to deal with. Communication's like fucking important, but yeah, I, I guess if you're comfortable with each other, then it's okay to like, well, I can't make it, guys. I'm really sorry, and you know it's okay to, as long as he said sorry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, honestly, too, I get that um, things come up. You know, right. everybody, everyone has a life. There's gonna be unexpected things. Oh man, you know, I got a flat tire or right. the battery. Um, hey, something with my family. You know, this or that. <clears throat> and uh, so I get that when it when that seems to be the same type of excuse on a weekly basis that's when i kind of start to wonder <laughs> oh yeah. yeah you know 
Uh, one story that actually does come to mind, uh, going back to interesting people, uh, the, uh, the second band I was in, uh, it was another guitar player and a drummer again, awesome musicians. And, um, we were looking for a vocalist at the time, M met a guy on, um, you know, Facebook group, hit him up. Hey, you know, uh, you know, we recorded ourselves in the practice room. Hey, check us out. This is what we sound like. Here's an original song. Yeah, I really dig it, man. Let me, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, let me meet up with you guys. Okay. So he met up with us a couple of times. Um, uh, traveling to meet us, I would say was probably a little issue for him. But at the time, um, I I would try to make it work and be like, hey, man, you know, I'll even go and pick you up. Like, I'll go out of my way and go pick you up to make this happen. Because mm. you know, that's how, like, like business oriented I was, like, with band stuff. It's like, hey, man, you know, if you need a ride, I'll go over there and get you just for you to make practice. Like, let's make this happen. Yeah. You know? And uh, so he did that. And then at one point... Um, I don't know, maybe like a month later, communication was cool. It was a cool dude. He always showed up, you know, once or twice a week. And we did stuff and worked on, you know, jamming and worked on things. I go to a practice at my guitar player's house. And he says, oh, did you, um, did you hear from so-and-so? No, no. Uh, you know, is he showing up later? And then he says, no, man, uh, somebody came up with his, his family. And uh, he has to uh, uh, go back to Mexico or something like that, like, because his his uh grandpa is sick or a relative is sick over there and i was like wow um okay um <laughs> okay and i couldn't be upset about that you know because again things happen i was just like okay um okay i guess he's out then you know and then i even you know texted the guy i was like hey man i heard about what happened um you know i'm sorry i hope you know everything turns out good and you know that was it just, again kept it cordial couldn't get mad at that but then a couple of weeks later, that homeboy was like back in the Facebook group saying, hey, vocalist looking for a band. What's up, guys? Hit me up. Uh, yeah. Hmm. So I don't know if in hindsight, you know, like how I should have reacted. I don't, you know, <laughs> just just things like that. You know, it's like if it's a no, just tell me no. Just please be straight up. If it's not your type of music you, you want to do. Tell me up front, if you don't yeah. want to bother with these practices, then tell me, no, it's fine. <laughs> We're all adults. Yeah. It actually <laughs> reminds me of an old story. I don't think I've ever told anybody on this show. Like, like I was just a bedroom musician and a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I think like my brother's dad told me somebody in a city, I don't know, I'm trying to think like 40 minutes away. I was looking for a band and I, remember texting them it's like saying i was gonna meet up and then i didn't and then i'm like to this day i kind of regret that and sorry scott from plymouth <laughs> that was <laughs> this was years ago dude like we're talking <laughs> like pre talking like 2005 or six and oh, i just wow. thought i just thought about that i'm like that was really shitty what i did but it was forever going I wasn't even a band, so it was. I think I had the scared jitters. It's just like, how did you even was, come across them? Well, my my brother's my brother's dad worked with a guy who was looking for a guitar player. So, I, I forget how we communicated back in the day before social media. 
like <laughs> pretty sure it's by text. I mean, we still had cell phones. Yeah, I know. I'm just meaning like, how did we find like on forums or something? How did we communicate for like oh. fighting musicians back in those well, days? Yeah, again, without well, word of mouth. So like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> I wonder what happened to that guy. I feel like a dick. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter because this was like before I was in any band, but I had like the jitters. It's like, oh my God. Because like, it is kind of scary meeting up with people like <laughs> other musicians. Like, well, I, I'll, I'll take that back. I've only been in two bands. And like, well, the first time I met people, I was a little scared, but I played for them a little and we had like-minded, you know, tastes. So it was kind of easy, but the second band, I already knew most of the guys. So it just, I don't know if I was to do a third one, I'd probably would be scared. Even though I'm like old, <laughs> I would be like, I'd have like stage fright. Like I know I've played live, but it's weird because you don't really know how you're going to gel with these guys at first. And it's just like, you really can't, you don't have the hindsight to think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's why I say like, um, I I've always kind of like laid that ground rule with people like I meet and work with. Cause it's like, yeah, man, you know, uh, I see it as a business. We're business partners, you know, we're here for the, you know, creating music and whatever and if we happen to be friends and we uh you know we get closer we become friends out of this you know we hang out outside of you know practice times or live performances or whatever uh great you know awesome you know that's great and if not you know some people just want to show up just to make the music and then leave and that's it and you know them as the musician not as the person and and that's cool too everyone's different you know i I, I kind of wonder about what you just said because like like our our band we don't really hang out a separate I mean, we know each other but it's not yeah. like we have that bond where like well once in a while we might get together but like I don't know like how important it is to just hang out with your band like I mean is that important to do it often and um what if you don't like the person outside the band <laughs> i don't know see like but i guess that would yeah. be a problem if you went on tour with them but like if that ever happened so. yeah see and, and that's the thing that's kind of like that separation that's kind of like that boundary you have to have you know it's like okay we're gonna be here we're gonna make music we're gonna have fun you know we're gonna be a bunch of cool guys and then outside it's like hey man you want to go for a beer and it's like you know i don't i don't like this dude's opinion about this or that or i i don't like the way he does this or that I don't, I don't want to be out in public with this guy, you know, like, you know, and then, and then maybe you make an excuse or maybe you say, you know, Oh, not today, man, maybe some other time or, you know, whenever like the mood hits you and you're like, you know what? I do want to hang out with you now. You know, it just, it just really depends. Everyone's different. Um, especially with social media now, um, you know, Twitter, things like that. Um, people are so opinionated and sometimes you got to, stay to yourself sometimes you know there's just certain things you have to uh have boundaries with i guess you can say yeah um let's to the audience like i've been trying to figure out mr john what he looks like like (laughs) by his voice and by listening to his stories i have like three subjects in mind first one Again, audience, I don't know what John looks like. We've been playing this game once in a while on this show, but like, 
I think he looks first guess. He kind of looks like juice from sons of anarchy. Again, I don't know what he looks like. So unless some of you guys have seen the show, I think of juice from sons of anarchy. And my second guess is the guy that played like Johnny cage in like mortal Kombat, the, the digital actor, not like the movies, like the guy that played the actor in the mortal Kombat games. And the third is this dude named uh, Joe, which is doesn't make sense to anybody else but myself. <laughs> Am I? Well, but nobody knows who Joe looks like, so that doesn't help. But was I right on the other two? <laughs> you know, I don't. I didn't watch Sons of Anarchy enough to know. I I've heard that character. I don't know what he looks like, so I'm I'm gonna have to Google that now. I'm I'm curious. Okay, go ahead. You can Google if you want. Do you know what he looks like, Brandon? Yeah. He's he's a bald... uh, He's got like a mohawk. He's got like a mohawk and tattoos on the side. That's what I think he looks like. Well, I'm looking at him right now, and unfortunately, that would not be me. Not not (laughs) even the guy from Mortal Kombat, then? The actor did Johnny Cage? Mm, I'm going to have to say no on that too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I've actually heard the comparison. Uh, some people have told me I look like a combination of, uh, of Randy Blythe from Lamb of God and Jonathan Davis from Corn. That's way off. No, oh, so you're way yeah. off again. <laughs> yeah. You know, just the, Wait, the, what, the long hair, the actually, glasses. We don't always ask this, but turn your camera on just so I can see you. Yeah, sure. It's, sorry. No, no, it's it's cool. Let, let's see. Uh, you can turn it off when we see you. Oh, it was way off. No, you look nothing like either of those guys. All right. <laughs> like he's got look at like this guy named Eli, but no, I would have never guessed it. All right. <laughs> All right. What are you like? <laughs> oh, for five now? Yeah, pretty much. I'm terrible <laughs> at this game. <laughs> okay, so anyway. You can turn it on. Okay. Um, okay. So I like to ask people how, like, during the Beast era, you know, that whole shitty lockdown and all that stuff. So obviously that ruined a lot of scenes and actually it ruined everybody's musical. What did you do during, during that? How did you keep sane? How did I keep sane during yeah. that time? Uh-huh. <clears throat> I did my best to... um keep making music, uh, keep writing. Um, at that time I was gearing up to release, uh, another EP of, um, you know, four new songs that I was putting out. So I was really, you know, editing like the little music videos or the visualizers, you know, for the music, um, you know, figuring out the album artwork, you know, I I was really into that process, Mm. you know, that creative process. Um, and then it was just uh I'm a big I'm I'm a big movie buff and I'm yeah. kind of an introvert. So staying home all day watching movies and you know doing normal stuff, I was I was okay. <laughs> you know, uh mm. just got to stay home and and not focus on work. I was out of work for about two months. They uh actually paid oh. us to stay home. What do you do just by curious? Uh, at the time i was working with uh like uh, vehicle registration paperwork and uh office type of work oh okay so you could do that from home then sort of 
unfortunately no because oh, it's, okay. it's dealing with uh people's personal information uh, uh could not take it home with us so instead of uh you know lay us off or anything more extreme they said okay well we'll um we'll go ahead and let you guys stay home then you can you know we'll pay you and whatnot and Damn. yeah so <laughs> yeah uh you know i I, I was very lucky. I was very fortunate. I appreciate mm-hmm. that because um, I know a lot of people were not that fortunate. You right. know, yeah. Oh, wow! <clears throat> you just kind of made the best of it. Then, like, it didn't bring you down, huh? That's good. Not to hear. too much. It, it was. It was a very interesting time because, of course, when that happened, there was another big social event happened that kind of kicked off um, a lot of hostility and divided oh. people by later that summer yeah i remember that okay yeah yeah and so i'm not going to get into that but i will say given the unpredictability of the beast and then that later event it's like wow so is this the end times cool let me just sit back let me get my favorite food and drink and let me just watch it all unfold and keep doing my art what's your favorite food and drink oh man um I <laughs> man, pizza. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, pizza, uh, you know, uh beer, root beer, you know, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a it was a weird time for sure. I mean, as I said in the other episodes, like I didn't sit him at home. I had to work the whole time, which was kind of crazy, but like it was nice because we were like the we live in the heartland of RVs, but I'm not I don't work in RV, so it was kind of cool to go to work and there was like no traffic at all. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. yeah. And I even got like a <laughs> pass from work saying like I was allowed to be on the road because they're pulling over people that were driving. Well, I don't <laughs> know if that was the really happened, but I never got pulled over, but I I should have like framed that pass. <laughs> so yeah, it sounds like you made the most of it. So like and then well. Once things started picking up, did you uh, join another band afterward? Like, it's just like, all right, like, this is my, it's my moment to strike. I'm going to get the band back together. No. Well, I, I was, I'm still very focused on the solo thing, you know, creating all the music, all the visuals and putting it out there. Mm. Um, and at that time, um, because I was going to be releasing that new collection of, of music yeah. at the beginning of the, of that year in 2020, you know, I was telling, uh, you know, my circle, of you know close friends and like my fiance and stuff i was like you know to really get my music out there i'm gonna um try live performances by myself so mm-hmm. what i was gonna do is i was gonna take a live guitar with me and play my music like on a backing track and play live guitar over it mm-hmm. you know and just make the best of it and you know just at least try to get out there because that's one of the biggest factors of getting out there is live performances people want to see it like right. they can sit on their phone all day and listen to it but when they actually see it they like you know it 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 says something to uh, a listener or a a viewer you know Mm. so i had that planned and then when they started shutting things down and concerts getting canceled i was like wow that's not happening this year okay (laughs) i mean did you think about like doing like live streaming anyway like you still could have pulled it off like that aspect uh yeah, I, I kind of did. You know, I just kind of like went live on uh, like Instagram stories and stuff and hung out for like 30 or 40 minutes, played all played all my music, um, 
you know, played some stuff I didn't release or, you know, did a cover or whatnot, you know, um, you know, that just the best way to get out there, just, you know, something visual for people. And mm. so I, I did that to the best of my ability as well. Yeah. Mm. Basically you just cut out the middleman and just said, you know what, screw people. I'm just going to do everything myself. Which... <laughs> yeah. And that <laughs> was kind of the goal when uh, I started my project, uh, parasite, when I had the epiphany, when, um, like the, the third band I was in uh, back in 2017, you know, uh, again, great group of musicians I was with. Communication was piss poor. Um, it ended very abruptly, very hostile from another party in the band and mm -hmm. just kind of set off a chain reaction of things. And it's just like, okay, well, no offense to other people out there or friends or whatnot, but I was done with people. I, I was absolutely turned off by the people in the scene. You know, and so when I came to that epiphany of like, you know, there's people out there who do solo things. There's people out there who are who record their music by themselves or it's just them performing and they still put it out there. Mm -hmm. And it might not be a big following, but they're still doing something and putting it out there and still in full control of their vision, not worrying about transportation, not worrying about communication problems, not worrying about um trust and things like that and i was just like you know what i can do these things i can believe in myself and rely on myself to do these things and push myself and put these things out there and and i did you know so to answer that question yeah i was kind of done not working with people you know i i enjoy having like full con creative control of, of my project you know and that's not to say i don't welcome other ideas but as far as working with the other people, I was like, you know what, this, this is what I want to do. This is my goal. This is my dream right here. Hmm. And you said you have a producer too, right? Or some of that records you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's um, yeah. We uh, we've been friends for a really long time. He's an incredible guitar player. Of hmm. uh, one time uh, we, we kind of, we didn't have a falling out. We just kind of drifted apart and then we reconnected on social media and he says, Hey man, you know, got into this recording program i've been writing music check it out and he played me this full track of guitar bass and drums and he's only a guitar player mm. and i'm listening to it i'm like man you're, you're you got a band now this is sick dude i i really like it and he's like no that's just all me i'm like what <laughs> you know and he's just like yeah i uh i wrote the music i programmed the drums and this and that he explained to me all the technical things about it He's like, yeah, so I'm, I'm planning on putting it out there, you know, and what do you think? He was getting my opinion. And then when I, around that time was when I had that epiphany of my solo project. And I was just like, I can do this. I can definitely do this. And this is the tool to do it. Mm. You know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's been my, uh, my creative process. You know, I'll write stuff, you know, fully orchestrated and whatnot. Um, give it to him. He does his technical magic and then we record it and, put it out nice actually uh, <clears throat> showed brandon two of my garbage demos and like because most of it's all me and oh, okay well the drums are shit because since i have a real drummer i don't really try to fix the drum parts they sound kind of mm -hmm. weird but like once he starts listening to it, he could do it but like it is kind of re some rewarding about like working alone and then doing that because you're not really wasting somebody's time to like for them to come up with a part for this song it's like i'm gonna lock myself in my room and then if i get stuck 
I'm just going to keep working on it until I have them unstuck and I don't have to waste somebody's time or have them <laughs> come up with a random riff that doesn't belong in the idea anyway. I mean, you'll get that too, but I, mm-hmm. I could, yeah, I see the benefits of like what you're doing, you know, which is there's nothing wrong with that at all. Obviously, there's yeah. a lot of artists that make full albums and they're all by themselves pretty much. Yeah. 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 One, uh, one big inspiration of mine uh, in regards to that is uh, Prince. You know, I'm I'm a big metal head. I love death metal and stuff, but I love well, Prince because he had, <laughs> huh? He's the man. Yeah, he just had a very uncompromised vision. He had a vision. He he knew the sounds he wanted to put out. You know, he played many instruments. He knew what he wanted to achieve. And when he worked with the group, he, you know, he maybe had their input. Maybe he just said, "Hey, play what I write." You know. But that man made it work, you know. He was a he was a mystery. You don't really know, like I don't think I've heard too many bad things about him, like as far as like other people. Like nobody in his band's ever like as far as I know, I mean I don't really look, look him up, but like mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's ever complained about working with him and you don't hear any bad things about him. He's mm-hmm. just his own person and can play everything and sing and like I watched, well, I don't know, what, there's some clip where he's playing with just an acoustic, and it's just him, and it's like, <clears throat> Christ, like he's just singing all the songs and playing acoustic, and it's like you could feel it. Like I was talented, it pisses me off. <laughs> I could probably beat him up because he was a short guy, but that'd be the only thing I got out over him. <laughs> hey man, but when he wore those those boots with the heels, he was he was about the same height as you, man. You know, and and he could still take your girl. You know, <laughs> right, prick. Rest in peace, yeah. Prince. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, but yeah, there's a couple of metal people also that just do their own thing. Like, uh, can't even think of somebody. Below, I think it's his name. He's like a solo artist. Oh, okay. Below, Max, David Maximum Meek, some dude from like Czechoslovakian or something. I don't know. That's just one example. He does like instrumental music, but he has like singing on it. One um, uh, one guy I got into a while back around the time I was doing my solo thing is uh, Keith Marrow. Oh, that guy's that guy's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I got into him when uh, I saw him demoing like guitar humbucker pickups and stuff on yep. YouTube. Yep. You know, and I you know I saw in the comments they're like, man, you know that's such a cool riff. And when he released that song, I'm like, this guy's an actual musician. I looked him up and I was like. Wow. And I think at that time he had just um, done Conquering Dystopia. Oh, yeah. That's a fun album. <laughs> yeah. With uh, with Alex Webster. And I think it was. Um, uh, oh, man. Uh, Jeff Loomis, I yep. believe his name. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was some really killer stuff. I was like, wow. And then, you know, to hear his solo stuff, it's like, dude, this guy's doing his own thing like that's awesome you know mm-hmm. no i did a the first alluvial him and like west how it's literally yeah. like the greatest fucking guitar tone i've ever heard like hands down i'm saying on this podcast that is the greatest metal tone of all fucking time yeah like, but i don't even know if they use a real drummer i mean it's all instrumental like heavy songs which in a way like it's cool because of the songwriting doesn't suffer but like i don't know if there's really a if the drum if I have to look it up. I don't know if they really had a drummer, a real drummer on that album or not, but like, 
again, like projects have been done without like a whole bunch of members. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, there's a big there's a big niche for it. I mean, it's 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 the thing nowadays. Just and and some people actually like take the show to or excuse me the music to the to a show and they managed to do it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's if that's your if that's what you want to do, it's pretty much acceptable. You know, nobody's gonna say, Oh, it's just him on stage, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, some people are still gonna do that, you know. Uh just like in everything, you're always gonna have critics. You know, you can you can legit go out there with an acoustic guitar and bring the house down and people really be into it, but there's still gonna be some people that'll be like uh, it was okay. I mean, it was just <laughs> him. He'd sound a lot better if he had a drummer with them, at least. You know, it's like, what? Come on, guys. I like. I watched. A, I don't know if there's. You guys are all Opeth fans, right? But like, <laughs> I watched that dude get on stage on acoustic and sit on a stool and play like Benighted, which, folks, if you ever heard that Opeth song, it's all fucking impossible to play unless you're him. <laughs> and he just did it flawlessly while singing in Chicago. And I'm like, this is the greatest guitar player of all fucking time. Like, he's just playing some his acoustic song. I mean, the, the band kicks in after a while, but mm-hmm. if you guys heard a song, like, holy shit. Yeah, he just did that flawlessly. He's a prick. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not into them, but I've heard oh. many, many things about them throughout the years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're a... Uh... They're one of the most. <laughs> they're one of the most boring bands live. I've seen them twice. I probably get some <laughs> shit for that. I'm like you know the songs, but like they don't move a lot. And I get it. It's a prog, prog prog metal band, but like I don't know. That could be another debate whether somebody needs to move around on stage or not. I mean, I think like a lot of people were. I hate to bring this up, but between the buried and me, they kind of just stand there too. Mm-hmm. But. but one homeboy got in trouble in the news lately, so we're not going to bring him up right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, or if you want to, if you want to even do another debate, uh, like Mashuga, you know, those guys stand there and play, but they have an entire light and laser show synced up to every little. Oh, that's what I hear. Yeah. They music. used to move. I've never seen them live, but I heard they used to move, but once they got that, they don't. So... Yeah. I, I, I've seen live videos and I got a chance to see them back in uh, 2018. Oh, when uh, I saw them with Code Orange, and Code Orange opened up for them, yeah. and uh, I swear it felt like I was transported to another planet. Like the lights and the lasers came on, and just the the pummeling of the drums, and they're just standing there. There's almost zero energy on stage from some long hair whipping around, but they're just standing there. But it's it's an incredible live show. It's I, it's crazy. I bet you if they move, they'll have a seizure. That's probably why they stand in one place. <laughs> i need to i need to see this light show badly like i keep missing them and i've never seen them and it's like everybody that goes to see them i think like they feel blessed like jesus like wash their feet <laughs> <laughs> almost yeah almost is that what it, is that what it felt it's like you just had a you basically were born again huh man i need to i mean there's some bands that are like i scream like a girl for but i think i should probably see that band one time in my life so that. yeah um that that year leading leading up to that i was i was blessed enough to see uh ramstein tool and mashuga and those like the package there 
those have to be the three best live bands I've ever seen. Huh. Yeah. yeah, they they put on a hell of a show, all three of those bands. And again, you could do the debate with Tool. The guys just stand there and Maynard's hiding in the shadows behind a, a LED screen, you know? Mm. I've never but, seen like any clips of them. So yeah, okay. Huh. Well, back in the day, I know um, they used to move around a little bit. Maynard would put on like a little little um, performance, you know, and, and whatnot. But now, like for the last like 20 years or so, um, the band is situated there. They're all lit up and lasers and screens and whatever. And Maynard is on the little platform in the back next to the drum riser with no lights on him. And, and there's just a silhouette of him singing. Are you sure it's him? Maybe it's like he's not really there. <laughs> right the guy lip syncing <laughs> man i won't i uh i don't know if lip syncing is used in metal but like i've seen one band actually do it which is according to the a certain individual who ran sound for him he said the singer had like stomach surgery and he couldn't do it and it's like well then why are you playing so yeah. I, I've seen, it was like it was a death metal band and I actually seen him lip sync because when <laughs> certain parts came up his mouth wasn't by the mic and I'm like because the vocals were too perfect I was like wow and then like, I looked carefully and that's when I noticed it and I'm like this is wrong I don't like we get <laughs> like pop music is enough shit I get it pop music's lazy for those you know those celebrities who they got to call their show off because their throat hurts. But like death metal guys <laughs> are supposed to be hardcore, but yeah. I don't know. that's the only time I ever witnessed that. And I'll never forget that night. I, I would have hoped oh, wow. that if I ever see this band, that band again, that they would rectify what they did. I'm not going to call them out on it. I'm just, or the name of them, but yeah, it's, I've seen it one time. So wow. A lot of, a lot of topics going on tonight, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah. So any other kind of crazy stories or things of the future going on? Uh let's see. Another crazy story. Um okay. I mean, so it must be crazy enough that you don't want to play with other people. So you must have like a lot of you know things inside. <laughs> you know, again, I mean it's it's kind of a double-edged sword because there were some very very incredible players I was very fortunate to to hook up with and jam, but just as people it's like they couldn't they couldn't separate things they couldn't communicate they you know for whatever reason they weren't on the same level as and I, i'm in no way putting myself on a pedestal i'm not saying right. i'm somewhere they they should be or whatnot but you know just to be at that level of wanting to get this done wanting to achieve the dream wanting to accomplish the mission they weren't there on a on a I was going to say, on a, a respect to them, are they doing anything? Like all the people that you jam with, are they currently in, in stuff or just still kind of? As far as I know, because I do not keep in contact with any of them, okay. uh, as far as I know, none of them are doing music anymore. Hmm. I guess their part wasn't truly in it. Huh? See, that's w what, you know, I don't want to say, but that's hmm. what it seems like. Or, or as I've said before in the podcast, life gets in the way and it's like, a kid comes up or they get what they get with a female that doesn't want them to play music no more or whatever. Yeah. I can see, you know, yeah. e even on that subject, I've told 
you know, partners before. And I've told my fiance now, it's like, you know, I love you. And, you know, it's you and me in life. But music's my number one. Music's my baby. You know, music and art, it's always going to be there. And it might take precedence over you sometimes, you know, like I, I got to get that out there, you know. <laughs> we just lost a few of the female listeners who think they they wear the pants. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the time. <laughs> i i apologize that, again that's a that's a whole nother uh subject we won't get into but like yeah it, it happens yeah yeah you know it's just it's a it's a dream it's a you know a thing you want to accomplish and right. it's no disrespect to the other party but just you know sometimes it's something you just got to do you know yeah. anyway i totally interrupted you because you started the story sorry oh no no it's okay <laughs> so um yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, jamming with other people, uh, great musicians, interesting, off-putting personalities. Mm. Um, I was in a band with a guitar player, drummer. We were looking for a singer and a bass player. We met up with a female who was in a local death metal band, and she was also a bass player. And oh, she did shit. backing vocals for this band she was in. And, uh, you know, I showed a video of it to the guys are like, wow, like, you know, yeah, let's let's try to get her and, you know, this and that, whatever met up with her. Um, she seemed cool. Um, kind of like the one upper. If you did something, she did it twice. If <laughs> you've never done that. Oh, but she did, you know, kind of one of those things. Oh, boy. And uh, again. You know, everyone's got a different personality. I was not going to fault her for that. If she can get it done in the rehearsal room, no problem with me at all, right. you know. And but one comment that was very funny was since she was a bass player, we're like, you know, because at the time, me and the guys were writing pretty intricate stuff. It was borderline death metal. It was kind of prog metal. There's there's a lot of movement on the fretboard going on. And one of the things, one of the... uh I guess you could say the prerequisites was we wanted someone who could either play with a pick or finger style. I know that's a whole nother debate amongst the, the music community as well. And that was our thing because it was versatile. It's like, okay, if you want to play a heavier part, you can use a, a pick. If you want to do some crazy tapping or this and that you play finger style, no big deal. It's up to the person. When we asked her about that, we're like, Hey, are you comfortable? You know, we kind of had a little meetup and like a, like an interview, I guess you could say. And, uh, you know, we asked her, it was just an innocent question. Just say, hey, um, as far as playing bass, what do you prefer? Do you play finger style? Do you play with the pick? Because, you know, we got like a lot of movement on the fretboard in our songs, like whatever you're comfortable with, you know, what's your style? Well, I play with my hands because I'm not a pussy. And like the three of us just exchanged the look from around the table and we're just like, okay, we're not calling you out on that. We're just... Asking a simple question. Well, yeah, I, I play finger style. That's the only way you play bass. Okay. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> she told you off. Yeah, it was weird. It's like, okay, I don't think it was a hostile question. I wasn't trying to trigger you or anything. It was just an honest mm -hmm. question. You know, and that never went anywhere. You know, when it came to the first rehearsal, you know, uh, at the end of that meeting, it was like, yeah, man, you know, I like your sound. Yeah, I'll totally jam with you guys and this and that. When it came to the first rehearsal, oh, something came up. Uh, my boyfriend's car broke down. I can't make it over there. He can't drive me. This and that. Okay. And then, mm. you know, a week or two goes by. Hey, are you still interested in jamming with us? And then no reply. Then ghosted. It's like, well, okay, then we get did it. You ever, did you ever hear her play then? 
No. Not at all. <laughs> she just showed up for an audition that never happened. Yeah. Oh, man. You guys are too yeah. intimidating. Now, for the audience, <laughs> chicks rock, okay? Like, yeah. You, I, I wonder if she was just nervous, like she was trying to one-up by saying, like, well, I could do it better. You know, maybe she's just, like, trying to destroy the alpha male thing, you know? But And yeah. fine, I guess. Yeah. You know, just the way that was put out there, you know, it's like, well, okay. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. No, females rock, man. It's 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 cool. Yeah. There'd be more like death metal females that like to play. Actually, I think there is a death metal band from out that way that's all females. I'm pretty sure I've seen metal. some. There's an all girl band. I don't know if they're death metal, but I forget where they're from. Like she sings. I, uh, like- if if we're talking, if we're all thinking or talking about the same band, I think I know who that might be because uh, I might have worked with one of them. I know the main one. She sings and plays. She reminds me of like Chuck from Death. I think she solos too. Like they came, I saw him in Joliet. I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> they're all females. Yeah, I, I think I know. I, 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 I think we're referring to the same person. I think she's, Mexi- she's Mexican. I know that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, yeah, I think we're all on the same page right now. Sick. Um. I if if that is the band that we're all thinking of and that I'm thinking of, uh, I did eventually work with someone in that band, uh, hmm. and uh, it was cool. But again, communication, little things, um, you know that we've mentioned throughout the mm. the episode, uh, little things like that came up, and it's just it was just a turn off. It's like really like, you know. Yeah, it's. I thought LA was like supposed to be thriving with like amazing musicians. I guess it's the ones that like play Guns N' Roses style stuff. I don't know. I'm not ripping on the scene or anything. You know what it is? I think because the thing is, I know the music industry was really booming to find bands in the LA area because of bands like Guns N' Roses and things like that. And now LA still has some very good bands. Um, but they're not everybody's cup of tea. They're, you know, um, maybe they're too death metal. Maybe they're too, um, metal core or something. There's, you know, there's a lot of extremes. It's a lot of this and not enough of something else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I could see, you know, the music industry and like producers and things being burned out about the musicians in this area, because there is a, there's a different ego. There's something in the air, mm. you know, in addition, in, in regards to, um, oh, well, you know, we, we've, we've played here and there, we've put out this and that. Well, have you guys ever done this? Have you played that arena? No, we don't need to. We, we stay in LA. We, we have, you know, you know, a thousand people come to our show every day. We got, you know, 10,000 followers on social media. We don't need to do that stuff. It's like, oh, okay you're not the next iron maiden or the next this or that but okay sure (laughs) you know um it's one thing to have confidence in your art it's another thing to be very braggadocious about something and being too much of that is a big turnoff i believe no no, that's that's annoying as hell actually just bragging too much (laughs) there's a lot of that 
as they as they say, I want all my homies to succeed. Yeah, unless absolutely. unless you look like a wolf spider. That's <laughs> <laughs> that joke. Sorry. Yeah, five years ago today. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, it is. I don't, yeah, I guess that's why I brought that up. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, John, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about? Or we can start plugging your music of where they can find your stuff at and what you got going on. Yeah. um, I mean, I'll I'll end it with saying that um, there's a lot of incredible musicians out there. Um, You know, I haven't met all of them. The ones I've met, I've had interesting experiences. And I hope the ones who have good intentions in the scene are doing their thing and, and, getting those views and those listens and getting out there because there's there there are aside from the personalities there's a lot of great bands out there right now you know killing it in the local scene um i mean your local scene correct yes, yes. okay as i say like not everybody's like that but or, <laughs> not, yeah. not as thriving as la but yeah okay gotcha yeah or you know and it, everywhere else for that matter you know everyone who's trying to make it because we all started somewhere you know even um you know, bands like Van Halen, Metallica, Slayer, you know, all those bands started somewhere, you know. Yeah. So, you know, just just do your best to support. Just just be cool. Just everyone be cool with each other. We're, we're all in the same. We're all in the same group together, you know. That's, that's what I keep saying. We, we suffered enough from the Beast era. Let's try to be decent to each other, we hope. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, so as far as um, things with me, uh my band parasite i write all the music the guitar bass and i program drums i have my good friends singing vocals on it um you can find me on facebook youtube instagram um spotify myspace um, (laughs) (laughs) uh i I wish i went on myspace a few years ago i saw a tumbleweed go by my screen man (laughs) i miss those old myspace days yeah top eight <laughs> no right and you're able to like if you were in a band you'd force them to listen to your song as soon as they click on the page right uh, have the oh, uh the music embedded in there yep. yeah, so much easier time. yeah yeah but yeah you can find me on all uh streaming platforms i also play in a band with my producer uh we're called wisdom and fools where he um uh he plays he writes all the music plays guitar he does vocals uh, i play bass and program the drums for his project mm. and uh we're revving up with some things behind the scenes his project my project and we're going to be moving forward uh i did put out a song recently a few months ago if i could uh talk about that and sure just kind of yeah. throw it out there yeah that would if be- you want we can include it on the end of this episode yeah okay Okay, yeah, we, cool. We, we always release this one of the latest releases, whatever song you have. We can always have it added on here. So if you want to talk about the song, what it's called, and we can play it at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the song is called Purged in the Waters of Truth. And uh, you know, it's a cool little little straightforward metal song. Uh, I've heard different things. Uh that's the thing about my project. Um I just call it metal or groove metal. There's many different elements to it. Some people say they hear new metal. They hear thrash. Uh, some people said this new song sounds like Pantera and black metal. That's a so, weird combo, <laughs> but yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, 
Right on. Yeah, you can just uh, email that to me, and then I can add it to the end of the episode right here. Okay. Uh, do you prefer like a Spotify link or, or YouTube? or? It would need to be the actual file, like a MP3 or a WAV file would be the easiest way for me to take the audio and actually embed it to the episode. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, right on. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, John, uh, we appreciate you coming out and talking with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. It was very, very cool. It's nice. definitely cool to hear what goes on out in L.A. because we're here in Indiana, which is, we call it the shithole of America, but, you know. The asshole of yeah. the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Where bands come to never do anything, it seems like. But do meth. But yeah. Um, sh- <laughs> yeah. But anyone out there listening, if you want to be on an episode of Dark Side of the Scene, send an email to Brandon at darksideofthescene.com. We'll get you scheduled on an episode. So, John, you want to go ahead and say the name of the song one more time, the name of your band before we roll on out? Absolutely. Uh, Parasite and my latest song, Purged in the Waters of Truth, is available on all streaming platforms, anywhere you get to listen and watch your music. Awesome. All right, everyone. Take it easy. (laughs) 